Right. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Right. I hear you've been doing a little bit of bit of family history. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I, I obviously knew a fair bit of my family history uh, because of obviously the business I'm in, but um, I didn't really go that uh, as far back as we have done. Um, and yeah, it's really really interesting actually. Um, and probably some stuff there that would be really great to bring on to another podcast, uh, you know, including my including my mum. You know, she she yeah. told me some really interesting stuff which you would love to hear uh, from you know back in the day, you know, my grandfather's days and stuff. So she's uh, she's going to come on and have a chat to us about that. But yeah, I mean, we started doing uh, our family history, um, and uh, I went back as far as my great great grandfather i didn't go any further back than that but i went back to my great great grandfather and um and yeah he was a dairy farmer uh from west bromwich and i didn't know that i didn't know there was any farming in our family at all um but actually it turns out that's really where starting the, uh, the trading in the street started because um he was a dairy farmer and uh, albeit liked to drink which does sound likely to be honest that's very much a trait in my family uh but uh, yeah, apparently he used to like a drink a bit too much. So uh, his wife, my great great grandmother, we used to find him asleep with his head against the cow, because obviously <laughs> there was, uh, you know, it was when you were milking cows in those days, there was no treatment or you know equipment. It was literally you went there, milked the cow, you know, poured it into a churn, and that was it. You drank it. So um, it wasn't the milk he was drinking by the sounds of it. So he was, uh, she would find him asleep with his head sitting on a stool against the cow, <laughs> uh, which, which you know doesn't surprise me one bit we're knowing what most of my family but um but yeah so so and interestingly enough my great grandmother who i did know lucy um who was who was my uh the daughter she used to uh, as a teenager or a young girl maybe even younger than that potentially used to go with a horse and cart around the street selling the milk that her dad used to uh you know get from the cows so um i think that's really where it first started so she would literally go door to door and her brother um he 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 got into a similar business where he used to buy coal from merchants and he would take that door to door so it was kind of street trading you know horse and car you know kind of you know very early days but public service really and that that history is just you know carried on so um my great-grandmother got married um and um they started a fruit and veg business and their fruit and veg business their first market pitch they managed to get was um in smedic and uh did okay from that and you know and 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 you know we're, we're fruiters for many many years then then um my grandfather, Alan, who I was extremely close to, um, he was a massive, massive part of my life uh, when he was still alive. Um, and he and his brothers took over the business. There was four brothers, but there was um, my grandfather, Alan, and his brother, Moss, were the the main two guys who ran the business. So, so they, they took it over from their, their dad? Yeah, their yeah. mum and dad, yeah. So they used to run it as the... Uh, so my grandmother, great-grandmother, Lucy, she would run it as well. You know, she's a very tough lady. Uh, but they they were both partners, you know, husband and wife team, and they passed it to their sons. My uh, my great-uncle Moss and my grandfather, Alan, were the two brothers who, who took the reins with that. Um, and really, that was the point where they made it very, very successful because very driven individuals. And they started taking on more markets. Uh, they started to open shops. And actually, what I didn't realise was by um, the point when they were peaking, they were the largest, they had the largest fruit buying power in the West Midlands. 
Um, wow. Yeah, which I didn't realise. My my mum told me that the other day. She said, yeah, she said, no, I said they were really big buyers, weren't they? She went, no, they were the biggest buyers. She said they, they had all the buying power, they got all the best prices, and they got the best fruit because they you know they, they they weren't very patient so if you didn't give them the best fruit it was coming back and it was getting chucked on the market floor and ma- a massive scene made about it which um you know would have been because they were lovely guys it would have been more about making sure that you give them the best fruit next time otherwise they're going to kick a scene up you know so it would, it would have been more commercial uh, a commercial kind of strategy than you know than being not not particularly nice guys so because they were lovely um but yeah so and then they they become you know a, a real powerhouse in the west midlands most people will know evans fruit and veg um you know they 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 were big in they were big uh, very very big in the west midlands and then you know m- uh, my mom came along <coughs> and she used to help on those markets as well and work you know work with her dad um, and then eventually when I came along, I, I would help on the market with, with my grandfather and my mum and, and, and everybody else. But my, my mum and dad, which we touched upon, are market management company. They work on behalf of local authorities managing markets very, very successfully. So again, you know, it's all the same history. Everybody's just kind of gone in their own direction. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always run their own businesses. We're all very headstrong people. So, you know, there isn't been... You know, when my grandfather took over from my great-grandfather and mother, you know, he very quickly changed the business. Everyone has their own ideas. So even if family get involved in those businesses, they change them very quickly to for the better. You know, my brother's got involved in my mum and dad's business now as a partner, and he's, you know, he's done untold brilliance in there, you know. He's a financial guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's, well, he's he not, you know, he's not, he's not financial, you know, from a perspective of he went to uni to do it, but he's a brilliant finance guy, yeah. He's just naturally brilliant at it. And he, he you know, he got involved uh, as a partner in my mum and dad's business, you know, a f- few years ago now. Not, you know, not, not that long ago, only a few years ago. And he literally, you know, bringing a modern approach transformed it because they got a fantastic business. You know, there was no knocking what my mum and dad did at all. Their business was very successful. It had been going 30-odd years you know or through multiple recessions covid and everything else but he uh came in and you know he really tightened the reins on everything and by doing that you know he really did a fantastic job so so every time somebody either you know gets involved in a family business or starts their own they've got their own head that we're all very headstrong that's one of the reasons we're not in business together to be honest because (laughs) it would probably end up in a massive fallout but um because we're all two we're doing this no i'm doing this so we all tend to be our own bosses really but um which is which is good and bad obviously what what do you think your granddad changed when he took it over from his parents um i'm not too sure to be honest but i know he was you know he's a very headstrong individual like all of us are um and so he would have been you know making sure that you know the, the the quality was the best it could be the flash was as good as it could be we spoke about flashes mm-hmm. cash you know that he would have got there he would have, he would have done things better than everybody else and also he was that he was quite a you know he, he was quite an intimidating character so if it, you know if it wasn't right they wouldn't sell it to him put it that way he just wouldn't be worth their hassle so um you know and it, but he was also very good with the customers you know we touched on that previously he was just brilliant with the customers you know he used to make jokes people would ask him you know can i can i have half a dozen eggs you know and he'd say uh try and get this right now chickens hens or cocks yeah 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 he would just say hens or cocks for example yeah <laughs> so he would you know make all those jokes and um 
and uh, you know all the old ladies loved him you know because he was always you know giving him a kiss on the cheek and he was just one of those type of characters you know so um, I think you know that big part of it was that the way he was with his customers and everything else so and, and then ultimately you know what it's like once you get to that point where you've got the buying power and you've got that momentum um, he just kept that momentum going really until obviously they got to a point where they were getting you know too old to run the business so so, um, so they started off in just with one market in Smedic yeah and then <coughs> took that to... So where, where did they go from there, do you know? Um, I don't know the exact detail of markets, but they had quite a lot of markets. They had Because they were buying by lorry loads. So, um, and then... Where, where would they buy from? Is this from... Wholesale from, market. From Birmingham? It would have been from Birmingham, yeah. Yeah, so it would have been Birmingham wholesale market. Um, and, um, and yeah... They, they 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 were buying by the lorry load and um and they were selling on markets and they had numerous shops west bromwich and all around um so when did they get Beaudley? Beaud- was, was that your granddad that was just my granddad on his own and that was quite a bit later on uh to be honest after the brothers you know they weren't working together anymore and you know t- you know some of them are like semi-retired and, and so on and so forth but fruit of edge is still in my family like i know it's in your family strangely enough you know, which, yeah which, which is a real uh coincidence isn't it really so shall i just explain yeah, that so for, yeah. the, for the people listening so obviously i married your cousin um and uh and that's how we met um and I was with her the one day, um, just chatting about stuff. I think we might have even been in Beaudley, and I said, "Oh, that was my that was my grandfather's shop many years ago." She was like, "That's my, well, is it uh, Uncle Anthony, isn't it?" I think so. Yeah. yeah. So she said, uh, "That's my Uncle Anthony's shop." I said, "Anthony, Anthony was the guy who worked for my grandfather for many years." I said, "What? So, what? Anthony's related to you?" And it just turned out completely coincidentally that it's ended up staying in the family simply because Anthony, you know, took over the shop from my grandfather. My grandfather trained him on, on his trade. A- Anthony was his, like, sort of his protege, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's brilliant at it now as well. He's like, you know, he's, he, he, funnily enough, like I'm wearing my grandfather's ring right now when I, when Anthony came to do some deliveries here, which he doesn't normally do. He's got his delivery guys, but he, he came because he was short staff. And I was chatting to him, he went, is that your grandfather's ring you got on? Uh, and he noticed, he recognised it immediately because of the years they worked together. Yeah. So it was a really nice story because it kind of still in my family. We still we we buy from that shop our fresh fruit and veggies bought by Anthony at the fresh at the fruit market and brought to our depot here. So there's a real nice story there. But yeah, so Beaudley was quite a bit after, um, and uh, and yeah, and and then obviously. Uh, the market management stuff, you know, and, and then eventually it came down to me. And then obviously mine was growing up on the market with the terrible food. Um, that was, there was just no other options. And, and obviously we, we, we decided to do what we do now, which we, which we already spoke about, but. So in, independent business is something that's, that's really important to you. Yeah. And how do you incorporate that in your current business? Well, I mean, essentially a lot of people don't realize the structure of fee street. So, you know, we, we, you know, we we took a little bit of criticism recently um, from from you know a certain area we work in because they see us as slightly, uh, uh, you know, almost like this large corporate business that comes along because we've got a good website, we've got you know polished media thanks to you, you know, we've got good quality branding, good quality branding. We do a really good job, and so people's ass- assumption of that is, oh, that must be a large scale brand, and it isn't, and actually. You know, we took a little bit of criticism. They're saying, well, you know, I'd rather see independent businesses, you know, selling rather than... And actually, they have no real understanding that actually this is a group of independent... We're, we're a collective 
of independent businesses and you know and all it is is it's headed up by me because I have the experience I have the understanding of how to win those contracts and I can guide those independent businesses into being successful and I have them with several we've got three three different independent businesses that have come on over a 12 to 18 month period um specifically taking on our fee street brands but incorporating what they already do like pizza donuts and coffee and ice cream into those brands so it's almost like we're coming together i'm giving them the access into a successful uh, model and um access into shows that was difficult for them to get but why is it first of all why is it difficult for independents to get onto shows um you, you, you see a lot of people buying trailers and spending mm. twenty, thirty thousand pounds on these really great looking trailers yeah. And, yeah. And, and bits of kit and then being unable to get the work. So what why is it why is it so difficult? Um it's quite a saturated market and um because because of that it does make it difficult, especially for the newer guys to get into those shows and, and the mistake they common that you know, the common mistake that they make. And I try to, to to guide people past this wherever I see them, whenever I see stuff on social media, I'll always drop, you know, send them a message to say, look, try and avoid this. And that's, they'll go and buy the trailer and they'll, you know, spend ages getting the menus together and they're all really excited and they'll go and spend their life savings on this, going, right, look, this is what I'm going to do. And they go, right, we're ready. Let's book some gigs. And then it's saturated and they can't get on. And, and, and you know, there's lots of independence with l- lots of gigs. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, there's loads out there. You know, um, I was talking to um, a pizza guy, you know, and he listens to this podcast. So, you know, he's probably, he, he'll probably listen into this. And, you know, been giving him a little bit of guidance. He, he, he sent me a message the other day, said he picked up some really good information off the podcast. And it was, was, was lovely to hear. I was really happy yeah. to hear that. You know, I sent it to you, didn't I? Because yeah. it was really nice for us both to see that because it's what we wanted to do. Um, and, um, you know, we've been chatting to him previous to the podcast and giving him a bit of guidance on stuff. And he's great. He's done really well. And he's now, you know, he's, he's implementing all of those key things. And he's got some really good amounts of work now right, to right up till October, which I was really happy to hear. But the sad thing is that's not that common. He's done, you know, he's done well doing that. Um, the common side of it is that you do get work. You know, you, you're not going to sit there for six months and not do a job. But do you do enough? to generate enough money for you to live. And that's the key bit. Um, and often, without really understanding the market, it, it, you know, it can be the case of where they fall short is they run out of cash flow because they just haven't quite got enough work. So, so run out of cash flow to pay for rent to get on shows? Yeah, and just, you know, they've got to pay themselves, you know. I mean, what one, you know, one of our one of our independents that now works with us... Um, the the reason we ended up get we ended up creating you know a, a brand partnership together was because he reached out to me to say you know I'm struggling a little bit you know I'm really good at this job but you know I'm I'm I've, I've tried to you know with I mean it, it was you know partly due to COVID as well previous to that you know he was earning a good living and so he reached out to me and just kind of said look I'm I'm you know I'm in a situation where I'm living off savings but I'm losing money every week and I'm in a situation now where if I don't do something I'm going to get into a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got, a ch- you know, at the time he's got two children now, but he, at the time he had a son to pay for, you know, and in, in a family to look after. Um, so we formulated what we brought him into the Fee Street Collective, which is what we are, a collective of independents, un, un, you know, under my guidance and, you know, 
there's, and, and that's not taken away from him because he's absolutely brilliant at he's the job. Unbelievable chef. Yeah, and he's absolutely brilliant at the job. And he's that guy that I can say to him, I want, you know, go to the, I've got this gig in the Isle of Wight. And he's like, yeah, great, I'm going. And without him delivering what he does and what, without me doing what I do, the business wouldn't be successful. You know, I'll I'll do the stuff he hates. I'll sit there and relentlessly win work. I'll do all that stuff. He won't do that. He doesn't like that stuff. But he'll go, send me on a ferry with a lorry load of stuff and I will go over there and I will serve thousands of people under huge pressure and he will deliver it seamlessly. Yeah, I was there at the Isle of Wight and he grafted his fingers to the bone. Yeah. And was... Yeah. It was... It was you, you see people when they're when they're under that kind of pressure sometimes, and uh, and and you think it'd probably affect the service, but not even not even slightly. No, it's it just really impressive. It doesn't phase him, you know. He you know he, he calls himself a bit of an animal, really. He's just like, well, throw me in wherever you want. I'm going to do it, you yeah, know. He and, he, it. and he and he loves he loves the challenge of it. But he's a really small independent, and you know when he's came to us um, and discussed this. It's brilliant to have someone like him on board with us as part of our collective because of his skills. But he needed an assistance with kind of getting the cash flow kick started again and then, you know, getting onto those bigger gigs. And by two of us linking together, it created a fantastic partnership as as as, as two independents together and you know we, we we have an ethos at fee street of stronger together and um we have a whole range of people that we're you know we've we've just we have formulated a, a deal with a local west midlands coffee company and they're going to be working with us all over the uk giving them great brand exposure getting their product out there and giving us an opportunity to serve coffee when we don't really do that that much at the moment we do a small amount talk to me a little bit about why you haven't done coffee so far and why this uh, this partnership with sassy coffee yeah is 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 so different and what why, why have you gone for it well you know there's a couple of things really first of all the people um, you know, so what, what, what? So why we haven't done it? First of all, is because cost mostly. Um, I mean, for you know, if you want a brister machine, it's a few thousand pounds. If you want bean to cup, a few thousand pounds, or instant coffee, it's a few thousand pounds. It doesn't matter what route you decide to go down as a coffee p- operator. It's expensive. Now, what's the, what's the minimum? If you're, um, go, if you're going bean to cup, if you're going bean to cup, just for the machine, six to ten grand new. Yeah, so it, you know, so for us, the way we operate at those shows, it's not. We could get one and and and, and do that. But you could do a lot more with ten grand than buy a coffee machine, really, couldn't you? This is the problem. We could take that ten thousand pound and make a lot more money with it than than doing coffee. So it's just not something we've done before. But we we have huge amounts of coffee as part of our contracts, but we tend to sub it out. And what I would much rather have done is to have an independent coffee person who's really benefiting from this as, as, as a partnership with us that we can just get out there, give them brand exposure, you know, and help them grow mm-hmm. uh, because that's where we came from. We're independents. My whole family have been independents their whole life, you know, and collaborating, sharing their knowledge and their yeah. expertise and their equipment and yeah. then they get your your sales ability and your network and your connections for getting shows in return. Exactly that. And, you know, some of the, like I say, some of these people, you know, the reason I said the people first and kind of come back from it, because I wanted to explain to you, first of all, why we haven't. But probably the main reason for working with these people is the people themselves. Uh, You know, because look, 
really I can go out and I can find people who want to come on and get brand exposure and doing all this type of stuff. But the reason I've done deals with the people I've done the deals with is because it's about them. You know, I, I touched on Adam earlier. You know, he he's brilliant, right? He's absolutely brilliant and he's a rock. And it's very hard to find people like that. So to help him as an independent business grow to the point where he works nationally now all around the country, you know, him and his partner have had another baby, they're financially comfortable, you know, it really gives us as a company a buzz because there's no way that I could deliver what why I deliver without him and there's no way that he could do what he does without me. So that is an absolute prime example of stronger together. You know, mm-hmm. so and Sassy Coffee, you know, is is um is Raj and he'll probably be he'll probably listen into this, but you know, we've been chatting to him and he, you know, he's a really amazing bloke. He's got loads of energy, you know, he's, yeah. he, you, you've met him, haven't you? He's got loads of energy. He's got a great sense of humour and we just hit it off straight away. He called it a bromance. He said, we've got a bromance going on. You know, <laughs> I, th- I think he's, uh, I think his missus is a little worried actually. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so, so yeah, and, and you know, he's got a great brand. He's worked really, really hard to get to where he's got to. But actually what he's done is he's been quite cautious on his marketing because he's had quite a nice natural growth but he's got to the point now where he wants to he wants to create a national brand and it's you know it's difficult for him to do that on his own so he has the the same ethos as us which is stronger together so we've sat down and we've discussed it all and he has those coffee machines because he he, is part of his business he leases those machines out so we've you know so we've structured a deal that benefits us both he's got he's got the assets you know, and, and himself, we've got the access to those shows. So he's going to become, you know, he's going to join part of, bolt onto the Fee Street Collective. You know, it's a collective of independence and now we can offer people really, really fantastic coffee product. And if we need to be able to do that for thousands and thousands and thousands of cups, you know, at large scale shows and make sure people aren't waiting, we can do that now. Um, and we're just, you know, we're just finishing that off as we speak. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the big issues I've seen, I've seen it at a few shows that, w- that we've worked at together. Uh, and you, you notice the the barista guys where it's really nice, fancy coffee, where they've got the, the espresso machines and they're doing all the latte art and stuff like that. Yep. It's really difficult to deliver that kind of quality at volume. Mm. Uh, and and, and, you, and you see smaller guys with bean to cup machines that are just, blasting them out mm. seem to be getting through the queues much quicker yeah. and h- how do you how do you navigate the 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 middle ground between those two is it, i'm presuming that's where you go in with sassy coffee is trying to bring the quality whilst also delivering the value d- delivering the um logistical ability to d- deliver that to, to huge shows yeah well the good thing about sassy is they literally cover everything you could think of you know so they'll cover instant machines if you want something quick you know kind of fuel station type of thing bean to cup which delivers a fantastic quality bean product and and barista so what we're doing is we're we're, we're doing a deal with them where we can do high, higher volume stuff bean to cup really good quality um but also barista so that we so that any show that we go to you, you've got a choice. Do you oh, want, yeah. if you are very, very particular about coffee um, and you're happy to wait a little longer when it's very busy, then you've got that option there. If you're looking for a really, really great product, but something a little quicker, um, we've got that also. So we're basically putting those two products together, giving people that range so that they've got choice. 
Um, but, you know, also making sure that those people that do want to get something quickly, you know, whether it's just because you don't want to spend the time waiting or you might be a trade stand and you're like, look, I've got a 20-minute break. I don't want to wait 45 minutes in a queue for a coffee. Mm-hmm. We can make sure that that's, you know, that's offered uh, at any of the contracts that we work on. Um, but again, the only reason that we can do that is because we've got this collaboration of independent brands working together, um, which is our whole business is made up of. Do you find that organisers are asking for all of these things at once rather than having to deal with 30 different independent traders? Yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. Um, and, uh, and, and and obviously, you can see from their perspective why they would do that. You know, I, I know that from the outset, it's, you know, your first initial reaction would be, you know, look, it's it's fairer to to share the wealth with the independent. You know, the the the, the independents that aren't working as a collective like us, and and I totally agree with that. The problem with that is it's just not as simple for an organiser who's putting on a show with thousands and thousands of people. They have to manage everything from health and safety to crowd control to the security. You know, to to parking and everything else. It's a massive, massive logistical task to put on some of these some of these events. And what they often want is an operator to come in, handle the whole thing for them so that they know that they're reliable, the quality is there, and everything that the customer needs in there regarding you know, restaurant-quality food and a whole range of food and beverage that they can get at the right time scale can be handled by a company, they're naturally going to go down that route. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is, instead of us being just kind of one large-scale company that comes in and goes, yep, we'll do the whole lot for you and gives no one opportunity. Yeah, we'll hoover up all the profit, take you everything. Know, yeah, we've gone, well, okay, well, let's let's offer that. But instead of offering that, let's do that through a collective of independents managed under the Fee Street brand, you know, headed up by me because of my experience. And that's what we've done which is sometimes why there is a misconception that we are like your kind of tier one big show caterers that come along and just kind of capitalise. And actually it's not, you know, we we took a little bit of criticism for a car show that we did uh, recently, you know, locally. And with a few people on a fo- the local forum there just saying, you know, I'd like to see more independence in there. And what they hadn't realised was, because it's well polished and it's well branded, that actually there was a whole team of independents working within that there. And actually the offer is much better uh, being delivered that way because there's a bit of structure there. Mm-hmm. But the independents were taking th- that money into their accounts, those card machines. Uh, you know, if, if you'd have gone round the show and got receipts off every one, you'd realise there was different companies on each one because it's independents working within our group. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think there are other <coughs> groups of independents that work together? Or, why do you, or if that's not the case, why, why do you think why do you think that other, other collectives don't exist? Um, well, I think there's a few collectives out there that do exist and they do a good job. And, and there is some in the street food industry, but, but our model's quite unique because most of the collectives are kind of... They're kind of a collective of foodies that are put together by people who have a brand, but they're not in food themselves. So they kind of just go... Look, you know, we do the marketing, you know, we call it this particular name, we'll put an event on in this particular place and we'll bring our collective of traders who are all brought in, you know, separately. And what they do is they pay a commission of their sales to the brand. We don't really work like that. Um, We are kind of more structured the way... We're kind of more structured the way a normal company would do it, where we create a joint venture partnership. So we're saying, right, let's work together as a collective, right, and let's share the profit. But by sharing the profit, right, we can, you know, you get a lot more than just 
turning up somewhere. You know, we're going to give massive, massive shows. Um, you know, we, we, we're going to give total support. We can give financial support. We've got a finance team. Um, we can give, you know, health and safety support. We've got chefs. We've got safety guys. We've got media services through you. You know, so we w what we offer our independence is kind of um, a package that, that there's no way they would be able to do on their own. And other collectives don't offer them this. They kind of just, you know, pay us 20% and just turn up. Um, and this is the location where we, we more work as a partnership. So um, when those independents go out and work, you know, it will, might be a booking under Fee Street, but when their banners go up, it will have their logos on it, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so we're more of a partnership than a, you know, we're, we're more of a co partnership collective than the other part, the other connect collectives that you currently see. Got yeah, and and who else? Who else have you got in the in the pipeline? Because there's three or four partnerships that you've got going on at the minute. Yeah, so we've got uh, on the actual food side at the moment. We've got um, th we've got three uh, independent partnerships that we've got um, on that on that part of it. We've got Sassy Coffee now that we're just finalising with Raj, um, and you know we've got some we've got some ones with bar bar operators that we're uh, that that we're working with. Um, but what we are looking to do currently is we're looking to go out and, and, and there, there will be some stuff put out of our social platforms about this soon. We are looking to go out and we're looking for um, some really unique, authentic cuisine traders that would like to potentially join our collective. We haven't opened it up for a while, um, but we've got some really, really exciting stuff coming up. Um, and we'd love to see, um, you know, some really amazing, you know, authentic um, restaurant quality traders that might be interested in coming on board with our collective and, and my guidance and experience so I can show them how to work nationally, how to do volume um, and, and how to increase their revenues. So um, th we'll be putting some stuff about that soon. Interesting. And and do you, do you, want, do you want to talk about the, the pizza one that we've got going on? Uh, the So Damien? Oh yeah, we're talking about Damien. Yeah, so Damien, uh, Damien's worked for worked for me as a videographer a long time ago, and he's a piece. Is, of is how I got into it actually. Damien is. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well. so ba it, back in that business, yeah, when I was doing the marketing for you, yeah, uh, it was I was liaising with with Damien and Mohammed at the time, yeah, and they. <clears throat> So that they would come in, I'd give them a brief, and they'd go off and do the job, and then hand me the assets to to be able to do mine. Yeah, uh, and that's that's how I got started. Oh I right. kind of got jealous of them. I was just oh like, right. that seems like a way more fun job than, yeah, than yeah. what I'm doing. I'm yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. I, so I, I I spoke to him about it, and they yeah. were Damien was very he, he encouraged me a lot to get into it, and and oh taught right. me through yeah. taught me through. Um, particular bits of gear that I might need and kind okay. of help me get started really it was a big inspiration for me starting oh, so right. it's interesting that things have gone full circle yeah well yeah I mean he's really great guy Damien. I mean he's very very you know he's, he's really helpful um and uh yeah he 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 was doing videography services for um for me for the venue that I was operating at the time and we've always had a really great relationship and um obviously when I came out of that business I didn't see him for a long time and uh you know, I, I wasn't on social media for a while. And uh, when I went back on, he found me and just messaged me and just said, how's things, you know, how you, what are you up to now? And I told him and he ultimately um, reached out to me and said, you know, a while after this and just said, look, I'm quite keen to get into street food myself. Um, and I would, you know, I, I'm an ex-pizza chef, which I didn't realise at the time. 
and he said, um, "Would you, you know, I, I don't want to tread on your toes or anything, but like, would you help me?" And obviously, the ethos we have, we help anybody, um, and we we don't see as treading on our toes, you know, it's a big world. Um, and I said, "Yeah, of course." Um, and I even lent him some equipment to try it, you know. So he had a banner done with his with his logos on, which he'd created and stuff, and he bought a pizza oven. But all the steel tables, the marquees, everything else, I lent them all to him. I said, "Look, don't spend any more money." I'll give you a show. I'll just give you one. Just pay the rent. No, I don't want anything out of it. I just want you to come and try it, right, before you go and spend any money to make sure that you think it's the right job for you. So he was really happy with that, and we, we bolted him onto one of us on, to, on, a, on a food festival. And he really enjoyed it. And, he, you know, he, his dad came down to have a look at him trading. And was this was this Technol? Yeah, Technol. Yeah, yeah, I filmed that, didn't I? Because you filmed him, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah we've got, there's, a, there's a little... There's a, there's a clip of him talking about it somewhere. Yeah, and he was just, you know, he was talking about his business and he was saying the lads were really helpful and giving him loads of guidance, which they did. But while he was working with us, he was obviously became aware that actually, rather than just being one big company, we're a collective of independence, you know, we work together and, you know, we have that ethos of stronger together. And he kind of asked if he could just come and have a chat with me. So he came to the office and he was just like, like you know, how, how do I get involved in this then? And, you know, we just structured a deal with him um, where his brand went into some of ours and um, and he operates a group of our brands. You know, we, this isn't the only way we can do it. We can do it where, you know, independents just come in with their own brand. But he wanted to do it where he had a little bit more range. So he wanted to do, you know, a few of ours, but he has his own pizza brand that goes in there as well. So he might run, say, four, you know, concessions in a line, which he operates and manages from from his vehicle. Um, and he, you know, he'll choose any any makeup of those brands, but you'll often see Don Rose Pizza in there, which is his, which is his own brand. Um, so and so he'd, he'd go out to a show, run his yeah his pizza brand, but also be managing, say, mac and cheese mm. or pork or a selection of your other brands as well. Yeah, so he he's got four that he operates, um, and he can use any of our brands in any of the rotation. So if that particular show that he's going to work on said, look, I want Greek food, I want mac and cheese, burgers and pizza, you'd see his pizza brand and connected to t three other brands of ours. But because we're a partnership now, he gets access to those. Uh, but also he gets to put his own pizza one on there. And um, I, know, I mean, that was a prime example because he was one of the independents working in that location um, that made an assumption that, you know, he wasn't, um, you know, an independent, but he was. He mm -hmm. was working there. So, and and if those shows, for example, said actually we don't want pizza for whatever reason, yeah. he's not then shut out of the work. He can go, no problem. I'll run pork pork instead. Yeah, yeah. And he, he can go down any one of our twenty five brands and say talk to you know the, the organizer. So well, okay. If you don't want pizza, what about mac and cheese? What about pulled pork? You know, do you want Mexican food? And by the end of it, he he has a booking for for his block of four, which for this weekend he's in Kent. Uh, a, a twenty thousand capacity dog show, which you know, if he was, you know, I'm fairly certain if he was an independent pizza guy who started last summer, he wouldn't be on that show. You know, so. what are the challenges for for those independents to try and get onto those shows? How how did, how would they do that? It's it's really tough because you've got to be you've got to be able to do the volume, um, but also you know it's 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 connections, and most of the time, a lot of those people have been on there a long time. 
a really really long time and um, you know we we we've just taken we've just won a contract well we've just taken over a contract from a particular operator uh, because they're retiring um but that particular operator um had run this show for 20 years had run the catering on the show 20 years and uh, we've just took it over you know i mean they did want it modernized so you know what he what they were asking him for he couldn't deliver so he kind of had to just say I'm going to have to step out on this one now. Uh, but obviously over those 20 years, it needed to change, you know. So, um, But but the difficult thing is that particular local authority wanted a sole operator. That's 14 foods, you know, four coffee, three bars. And what will happen is for that show, um, we will turn up, everything will be on brand, everything will be organised and arranged by me, and a team of people will turn up there. And what they will be is a whole collective of independents working together, all to make a profit for themselves, but to deliver the show as one, because that's what the organiser wants. Mm-hmm. And that's the key bit. You know, it's giving access to independence they wouldn't normally have, but it means we have the ability to offer that organiser what the large tier one caterers are offering, yeah. but, but better. The logistical strength. Of the logistical yeah. strength. But the quality is leagues above those yeah. tier one caterers because none of them can compete with the quality we deliver because we've got teams of independents who are putting heart, soul, passion into that food. But because we're a group, we're now competing with the tier one guys as a collective. Interesting. So how do you see that moving forward with uh, potentially with with other independents? So if someone heard this and, and wanted to get involved, what how, how would you like to move forward with that? Well, anybody who's interested in that can reach out to me and we can have a look at what they do. You know, we, we're obviously going to be very selective because we want to make sure that we've got really good quality, authentic traders that are delivering, you know, the standard that we want them to deliver to. We also, you know, mentioned how important the people are. We want them to be the right people that understand our ethos. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not you know, ruthless. We're not, you know, we're, we're a group of independents that support other people. We offer free advice. We do all that sort of stuff. We want people that have that ethos if they don't have that ethos and they're just all about the commercial they're probably not the right pe- people for us we're looking for team players we're looking for people you know my my independence when they're working at a depot here you know so, and, and, and the independents don't have to work from this depot but you know the ones we mentioned earlier they do work from this depot because it, it suits them too um they will help each other with loading their vehicles. You know, one of them will say, you know, are you packing tea and coffee? You know, can you pack tea and coffee for me? You know, and, uh, you know, or, or, or this particular food or whatever. And they will do that for each other, even though they have absolutely no financial gain from that. Right? They do it because they're like, yeah, yeah, we're a team. Let's do it. Then they work as a team. They go there and they all go there and make really good money. And we're looking for people with that ethos. So. If there's anybody that, that you know is listed to the podcast is interested in that, I am opening it up to to, to independent partnerships. Uh, we will be be selective, but you know anybody that feels that what I've said suits them, they'd like to take their business to the next level, they can reach out to me. Um, we can have a little chat about it, and uh, we can kind of have a look at you know how how their business would fit working with us. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Is there any sp- a specific type of food or anything that you think's missing or that's particularly hard to find? No, we're not because um, we, you know, w- we quite often let the organiser choose what they want. So it would probably be a case of once you know both parties are happy and we finalise that partnership. Um, it would, you know, and, and 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 just to be clear, this partnership doesn't mean that if you've got an existing business that already trades on a number of different places you're going to lose that or or you're going to be giving us you know shares in that that's not that that's not what it's about it's about 
us getting work and having a range of independents that organisers can go, you know what, I love that. I love, I, I love what that looks like. I'd really like that on my show. I can reach out to my independent my independent partner and say, I've got a show. How's your dates looking? Do you want to go and do it? And we would do that and we would work together on that. I would get the show. They would do the show and we would share the profit. And so it's about it's about helping independents to increase their workload, not share the existing work they've got. We don't want anything to do with that. That's their hard work. They, that's theirs. Um, it's simply by... You know, to creating this partnership, we would then have them as an independent available through us. So when, you know, my contracts, which we've got 400, over 400 of, are asking me for specific things, I can say, yep, I've got a partner who handle that for you. Independent, amazing food. Um, and um, and they can just select that off our website. And then, you know, as long as the date's free, there we go. They've got another date. Everybody's winning. Nice. I think that's a really good place to end it. Like, uh, and like I said, if if anyone, if any independents out there are interested in anything like that, feel free to to get in touch. Um, but yeah, and and if anyone agrees or disagrees with anything that we've said, feel free to j- jump on. We c- we can have callers on this podcast. Um, you can phone in and you can you can have a conversation with us. Especially if you're a trader that's maybe struggling with a little bit of work, um, get in touch and we'll 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 get you on for the next one. But yeah, thanks very much, Ryan. We'll we'll uh, chat to you next time. Cheers, James.